Hello, Prober. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two former MIBs. We were kicked out, but we managed to grab some case files on our way out, and we've decided to make it our life's work, nay, our life's duty, to bring you the truth. Allegedly. And today, we open up another case. I'm your host this week, Moonwalker, and opposite me is the grey one himself, Greybeard. And this is the abduction of Linda Napolitano. Oh, that sounds like a pizza. Tasty pizza. You've put a photo of Linda here, I assume. I have, yes. This doesn't look like a pizza. (laughs) You've really disappointed me. I need a little pick-me-up, man. She's not a little pick-me-up. How do you know? Because she's not a pizza. Don't be dropping like a pizza name in me and then... In me? Towards me? Where did you put the pizza? Um, <laughs> continue. I'm just going to let you ramble off. Did you take anything other than files from the MIB Academy? No. Are you sure? It's November 30th, 1989, <laughs> and in a Manhattan apartment building, Linda Napolitano... Oh, let's order pizza. <laughs> let's do it. ...is peacefully sleeping... Dreaming of puppies and ice cream. And pizza. And pizza. But this tasty dream... My mouth's literally watering. It's like you said vanilla latte all over again. <sighs> this tasty dream would soon turn to a nightmare as she was floated out of her closed <laughs> bedroom window and into a UFO which was waiting outside in the sky like a space Uber. She could remember the kidnapping and the room where she was examined But she doesn't remember anything in between, so we only have bits and pieces. My gosh, son. You've given me like a whole episode in two sentences. You said you needed a (laughs) pick-me-up. Yeah, this is like a speed dating, but it was aliens. (laughs) Like, that's the whole case. She got sucked out of a window. Job done. (laughs) Sucked out of a window. (laughs) Your mind just went somewhere really dark. (laughs) Oh no. Is this going to be a one-off or <laughs> it's not going to be a one-off, is it? It's possible it is. I'm looking for clues in what you've just said to me. All I can think of is Napoline, Napolitano, was mm-hmm. it? Napolitano pizza. Oh, Great name for a pizza. Yeah. We should, uh, what's it called? Create a pizza. No, I was thinking a trademark. We oh. should trademark her name for our Italian franchise. We'll sell vanilla lattes and pizzas and Italian rum, even though it's not Italian, it's really from the Dominican. But rum nonetheless. Indeed. And I'll work there and I'll be the only customer. (laughs) Getting high on your own supply. Are you going to give us more about what's just happened? Or you literally just... That's it. That escalated from zero to 100. You were like, it's November the 30th, 1989. A lady floated out of a window. What? You didn't even, like, tickle my balls first. You just jumped straight in. That's it. What? Wham, bam. Thank you, man. That's not how we do things. We tease. We slowly ease into it. Linda explains that it was as if she was standing on nothing. Well, she was floating. They, they took her way up above the building. She remembers thinking, I hope I don't fall. The UFO opened up like a clam, and then she was inside. 
sorry, I don't know why, but I just saw innuendo there. Clam. <laughs> the butthole was like a clam. <laughs> continue, continue. She describes seeing benches. <laughs> oh, like a clam, what does that even mean? She describes seeing benches while she was being taken down a hallway. They come to a room with sliding doors, and inside was a big, long table. Oh, no. Also in the room were lots of lights and buttons. Ah, okay. She says that she told them she didn't want to get up on the table. Oh, no. But they got her up on it anyway. Oh, no. They started talking to her, and she started yelling. She couldn't make out what they were saying, but she says that one phrase or word sounded like knobby egg. <laughs> what? One of them then put their hand on her mouth, so Linda thinks that they were trying to tell her to keep quiet before using that action. So this is information that came out during regressive hypnotherapy with Bud Hopkins. Bud Hopkins. We've touched upon him a few times, haven't we? We have. I couldn't tell you for the shit I'm aware. I've had a couple of drinks, so I apologise. And I apologise profoundly for what I'm about to bring up. <laughs> uh, this isn't funny. I'm not trying to be funny. Nobby Egg. Yeah. Is this them communicating what they want to do to her in a weird kind of way? No. And again, I'm not making light of this. She just said that's what it sounded like. like but then I think they just wanted her to be quiet. Okay, so that's that better than what I was thinking, because I was for... thinking like they were trying to say they want to get her pregnant. Nobby egg. That never crossed my mind. I just assumed that was their phrase for quiet. <laughs> well, I thought they might have studied the whatever language. This, I'm assuming it was English, but you never know. She could have been from anywhere with a name like that. She could well speak Italian. Mm -hmm. This could all be a translation. Nobby egg, though. I just jumped to a conclusion and thought it might be based on English. I can see why. Now. <laughs> Not it's a I weird way to tell someone to be quiet. Nobby egg. Shh. But then it sounded like not necessarily what that What sounds like Nobby egg? Nobby egg. <laughs> Bud Hopkins Bobby is Smith. quite famous in the UFO circles and has previously been mentioned in one of our cases where he was seen by Calvin Parker in the Pascagoula case. Is that the only one? I thought we touched upon him a couple of times, but... Doesn't matter anyway. Bud passed away in August 2011 at the ripe old age of 80. So rest in peace, Mr. Hopkins. Thank you for a wonderful career and story you left behind, Mr. Hopkins. Hopkins had zero psychological <laughs> training. Don't shit on him after I've just said that. He learned by watching others over a span of eight years and then created his own techniques. Despite warnings from professionals in the field that he may cause real and serious psychological damage to the allegedly truthful abductees, Hopkins continued in staunch belief that he could unlock the experiences his clients were having. Can I jump in here and just make a little point? Mm -hmm. So he had, he had zero psychological training mm -hmm. and he learned by watching others. Did you ever have any sex training? Yes. How? Plenty of sex. So the more you were around something, the more you learnt? Yes. I would argue that being present as others are doing the work over eight years may be a better education than spending three years doing a degree where you learn from books. 
So are you saying you would rather watch than learn on the job? <laughs> being present, being would, part of the rather, job. You would rather watch. Not necessarily watch. taking control in the job. <laughs> you would rather being watch there. from the sidelines. I didn't say from the sidelines. I said being present. I really hope I said being present. <laughs> but do you get so, where I'm coming from? I, I get where you're coming from. You would rather sit in the wardrobe and watch <laughs> and take part. Not quite what I said. Sit in the corner. I'm pretty sure I just said cupboard, but again, <laughs> we're being slightly facetious. Do you see where I'm coming from? I do. You're a voyeur. <laughs> <laughs> I assume what you've just dropped here is a photo of... Bud Hopkins. Yeah. Quite a cheerful looking chap in a pinstripe shirt. What the hell is that in the background? Is this a UFO convention? I think it is. That's a giant blow-up alien in the background. It looks I like a think sort it of is. fair. He's taken his glasses off. That's a mistake. He shouldn't have done that. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> He's left them on a wall by the side of him. And we have another photo of Bud Hopkins. If we have any wrestling fans out there, he looks somewhat like Pat Patterson. During his Vince <laughs> yes, McMahon does. stooge phase of his career towards the end. Great man. With his wife? I'm assuming so. She, I mean, not a problem. They're both clearly adults. She does look a good couple of decades younger than him, but that might just be because she's wearing a wig. Not that she is. I'm just saying they're entitled to do what they want to do. Lovely couple. <laughs> Looks very happy with himself. He does. Very, very happy with himself. So Hopkins dismissed the opinion of experts like Robert Baker, whose studies revealed that hypnosis can transform a dream or fantasy into a real life-like event. This is called the fabrication of spurious memories and is common when under hypnosis. There's got to be a quicker way to say that, hasn't there? Like bullshit. We've we've discussed this many times in many episodes, almost every time we discuss hypnotherapy. It's very well known to cause the brain to elaborate upon things, just as you've said. Random thoughts, dreams, fantasies can become a reality, and the thing is, when you come out of hypnosis, you're adamant that it's real, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Not the most reliable of methods, though it can have benefits too, don't downplay that. Just not great for paranormal experiences. The scientific community are dismissive of the idea of repressed memories. What Clearly is often, I'm part of that community. <laughs> <laughs> what is often found is that UFO abduction stories tend to come to light after speaking with a UFO investigator or someone that's already inclined to believe in alien abduction. To somewhat quote Philip J. Class, these practices are a dangerous game. What do you mean by somewhat quote him? I don't have the original quote. Uh, say, so you somewhat quoted him? Yeah. They said he said something along those lines. And I was like, that's not a direct quote. Okay. So I could somewhat quote you at some point. If I said something along those lines. Like, my name is Granville and I wear really small pants. Yeah. Except I don't think those really small pants are getting over my thighs. <laughs> Arguable. <laughs> or my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't argue that one, did you? <laughs> I've seen your ass. I know. <laughs> it's hard you to get in the room. all the time. Again, that's I'm a up good... here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the research notes, you swine. It's just a coincidence that you're standing directly behind them, shaking your ass. 
Watch yourself. We've made, have we made that point? About how it's always a UFO enthusiast. It's never a random, like, really profound academic who explores a scientific case and finds alien things going on. It's always someone with an interest already. Yeah, I think we have mentioned that somewhere. Until we got involved, no one can see you dancing. (laughs) But now they know it happened. (laughs) Fair point. Now, with everything we've heard so far, I know what you're thinking. Why am I shitting on my own probe and that this is bullshit? I wasn't thinking that, but now I am. Well, I have some more evidence in the form of witnesses. And not witnesses brought forth from those involved, but witnesses that came forward. A year after the event, two men came forward. The names given, which I'm sure are aliases, are Richard and Dan. Even Hopkins was sceptical of them at first. But when he heard their account, he knew it was true. Dick and Dan were bodyguards. Not just your normal run-of-the-mill bodyguards. Right. Just, I was going to jump in and say Dick and Dan, but I thought I'd wait and see if you got there. And indeed, you (laughs) did. I had faith. Okay, so let's check out what sort of bodyguards. (laughs) (laughs) Annoyingly, it's a gif and it wouldn't let me take the gif. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not playing. We're guards. Guards. We're guards. Guards. They were the bodyguards of senior United Nations statesman Javier Perez de Sula. <sighs> and below. Javier. He looks so intense. It's a picture of Javier in front of Javier. some sort of flag or logo. I think it's the but it's UN like flag, he's it? a news anchor. Javier. He, yeah, he's like he's reading the nine o'clock news. And he just looks so... It's like he's looking through me right now. Like, you know, Ghostbusters 2 with Vigo, the he's painting. disappointed in with, you. Yeah, it feels like that. I feel like he's about to come to life. I need to get past that. All right, keep going, keep going. So they were visiting Manhattan at the time, and according to Dick and Dan, all three of them saw a woman being floated through the air by three beings. (laughs) And these beings transported her to a large hovering craft. I bet they did. Javier was visibly shaken by the event happening before his eyes and no amount of training could prepare the D's for what had happened and it would come to haunt them for years. But they're guards. Guards. Bogey. Guards. Every time you say Dick and Dan, I think of those uh, children's TV presenters, Dick and Dom. Dick and Dom. Yeah. Dick and Dan. Dick and Dom. Yeah. Would become... Bogey! Irrational and even psychotic. Over time... Psychotic? One of them started to believe that Linda had some kind of power and influence over others. Oh, no. And this led them down a dark, dark path. To a dark, dark house. 
down some dark, dark <laughs> stairs to a dark, dark cellar. And in the dark, dark cellar. In the dark, dark corner. I can't remember the rest of it. <laughs> there was three skeletons! Childhood, eh? What a book. Because <laughs> on April 29th, 1991, Dick and Dan kidnapped Linda. <laughs> in broad daylight. We're guards. These motherfuckers who would later be revealed as CIA agents. Piss off. <laughs> kidnapped this woman in broad daylight. They didn't give a <laughs> who saw. She was oh, held God. for three hours and repeatedly grilled about the incident, with Dan becoming increasingly upset and frustrated with Linda's repeated answer that she didn't know what had happened. Eventually, they let her go, only to kidnap her again at a later date and grill her once more. Where the hell did this come from? Like, this has just gone from zero to 100 again. Like, dived in deep, then it calmed down, and now you've got undercover CIA agents kidnapping people. Kidnapping public in broad daylight. Do people see it? Um, I don't know. Whose perspective but is this story I coming from? I suppose if they did see it, maybe uh, they were whacked. <laughs> like, were these guys really bad at interrogating? They couldn't get the job done the first time, so they had to go away and do some training in classrooms when really they should have just spent eight years on the job. But then they came back to get her again, learning some new techniques, putting them to use. Is this all coming from Linda's pizza pers perspective? No. So someone else has seen this? This is the information that Bud Hopkins had received. From her? From her and them. I assume we're going to hear more. Who knows? Hmm... Now, it's highly possible that none of this would have happened if it wasn't for Hopkins. Because when they gave him their account of what they saw, which I'll describe in a minute, he tells them Linda's name and that it was her they saw. In Dick's statement, he claims to have seen an oval-shaped object hovering over the top of an apartment building two to three blocks up from them. He describes seeing a little girl or woman wearing a white gown being sailed out of the window in the fetal position before standing upright in midair in a beam of light. Alright, I've got a question. Mm -hmm. Why is an undercover CIA agent given a statement? That's blowing your cover, my friend. Because it fucked with him so much. Remember, nearly made them psychotic. Is he... This event got Dick and Dan to kidnap someone. How are they documented CIA agents confirmed? They were <laughs> Javier's bodyguards. Yeah. That's confirmed. Yeah. But then Dick and Dan are probably their aliases. Uh-huh. All right. Keep going. Oh, I've got a sniff here. <laughs> he says he saw the three ugliest creatures he ever saw and described their heads being out of proportion. With Crazy. Very large, with no hair, 
and he explains that Dan screamed, we've got to get them. But as they tried to get out of the car, they couldn't. Hopkins decided to keep the information of the case private. But more witnesses were coming forward, such as a couple of people who had seen it from the Brooklyn Bridge and thought they were watching a scene from a sci-fi film being filmed. After that, Hopkins couldn't keep quiet about this one. He also had a few interactions with Javier, Javier, and really wanted him to go public with what he saw. But allegedly, truthfully, Javier would only acknowledge and verify what happened to Hopkins and wouldn't go public. He even met with him privately, but demanded that he remained anonymous. According to Hopkins. In 2003, Linda gave more info about another witness who was driving a New York post truck at the time and saw something from the bridge, but no name was given. There was news of a traffic jam on an intersection and a witness who stored the stop traffic at the exact same time as the abduction. Skeptics dismiss this case without bringing forth any evidence to support their theories other than it can't happen so therefore it didn't right so throughout this thing we've literally just got hopkins account and nothing else then we have the accounts (laughs) of people that spoke to hopkins according to hopkins oh no hopkins could have made all this up javier also verified it Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that lady you shooting at the start. Are you saying that the years spent watching from the sidelines <laughs> can make you a liar? I'm not saying it can or make, make you, you a not liar. Good at your job. I might be saying that Hopkins is very keen to impress. Put, put a story out there that he may have made up himself if not certainly stretch the truth somewhat. That picture of Linda from the start, was that definitely Linda? Mm-hmm. And has she been in any interviews or anything? I think there was one or two, but they were quite choppy. I'd really like to hear a little bit more, and I appreciate it's probably not there, but she was taken into either a probe room or a control room, or possibly both, and then we don't really know what happened from there. Then we've got another account that sees her floating in the fetal position and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just want to know more. Up. So both accounts match up. Well, not necessarily. Perfectly. <laughs> Perfectly. I don't see her in a bloody spaceship. No. He could have made up these witnesses she to make it sound. She remembers floating out of the window. Linda might have come to him and like had the hypnosis and had the imagination and whatnot. Then he's made up another couple of witnesses to make it seem more legit because he wants the attention. But then... Did he publish a book? Why would you then bring forth Javier when Javier can just turn around and dismiss it all and say, I didn't talk to this guy? Because Javier (laughs) might not want his name associated with this, so he might not comment on it either way. Because as soon as you comment on an extreme story, you're part of that story, whether you like it or not, and people are labelling you as a nut. That is disgusting. That You're is a so lie. Agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, to summarise, we have Linda, who was minding her own damn business when a trio of aliens decided to float her out of her bedroom Ooh, window, 
during her sleep and onto their ship. She remembers being taken down a corridor and seeing lights, buttons and benches before being placed on a table she didn't want to be placed on. She doesn't remember much more after that. We have three witnesses that see this event, one being a senior United Nations statement, the other two being his bodyguards who were two CIA agents. Allegedly. This event fucked them up and they ended up kidnapping Linda a year later to get answers, but got none. Still unsure, they kidnap her again for good measure, just to double check. Bud gets confirmation from Javier and gets Javier to meet him as long as he's anonymous. Javier will not, however, come out in public and say what he saw. So, Greybeard, what say you? Be you sceptic or be you believer? And if you're a sceptic, I want a fully articulated reason as to why it is not aliens. Right. Firstly, have we covered the possibility that it could have just been a dream? No. Linda could have just dreamt this bit of a fun dream. Well, didn't necessarily end fun. But then Hopkins has made up that a statesman's involved and two CIA agents. There's no proof. There's not even a sliver of proof. Give me something. (laughs) How dare you muddy Hopkins' name. Are you vouching for him? I'd be (laughs) daft. I vouch for no one but myself. Yeah, yeah. The kidnapping, like, that's so... That's mental, isn't it? Absolutely. It's so I mean, mental, my mind cannot process it. They kidnapped her. Not once, but twice. Why didn't the police get involved? If we, they were the... We've got a documented kidnapping the here. Where's the police? They were the alphabet boys. Well, They're if, above the police. But were they, though? Uh, I've seen no proof of that whatsoever. C-I-A. See my alphabet ass. Alphabet boys. They're above the law. No. I am the law. There's utterly zero proof in this one, unfortunately. He's funny yarn. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say no. Oh, my. What was the last episode? Well, Call our it? last one. Yeah. Um, Cow. Okay, and before that, it was quite, I'm just trying to think Fine. when the last time we had one with so little evidence, even when we get the bonkers ones, like someone believes it and they at least can document this or that happened. It might not be connected to aliens, but there's mm-hmm. literally just nothing to grab onto in this one, is there? So, yes, yeah, aliens. There we have it. <laughs> Greybeard has said that this is aliens. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying that it was aliens. Uh, you just said it was. No, I was joking. To somewhat quote Greybeard. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. He says this is aliens. Hot pants. Right. So me, on the other hand, it can't happen, therefore it didn't. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's episode of But It Was Aliens. No. You can find us on our socials. You ass handle. Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. Facebook, but it was aliens. Our Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers, and on the Twitter at but it was aliens. 
and now also on Patreon. But it was aliens. As always, I've been Moonwalker and he has been Greybeard. Remember, the truth is up there. Hash tag pro spun a yarn. Ooh, he spun a yarn, he did. No way this was aliens. <laughs> Not a shit. <laughs> Could really go for a pizza. Oh, uh, I'd just forgotten. <laughs>